Lord, we just need your help. Wherever our heart is hurting, wherever our soul is lacking, Lord, when we're exhausted, when we're tired, when we're needed, Lord, you can fill in all of those needs. Lord, you, even when you introduced yourself to Moses, you said that I am that I am. Lord, that means you can be anything that we need. Anything that we stand in the need of, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. And we thank you for that on this morning. Lord, somebody came in here hurting. Somebody came in here lacking. Somebody came in here depressed. Somebody came in here with anxiety and anxious about the moment. Lord, somebody has a doctor's appointment on this week. Lord, that they're worried about. Somebody has a financial situation. Lord, that they don't know what to do with. Lord, somebody has a legal situation and they don't know how to get out of it. But Lord, right now, we're placing it all in your hands, Lord. Lord, we're turning it over to you. Oh, somebody make it personal. Say, Lord, I'm turning it over to you. Lord, I'm handing it to you. I'm giving it to you. And Lord, I'm going to stop worrying about it. Lord, I'm going to put it in your hands and I'm trusting you, Lord, with it. Touch us and meet us at the point of that need on this morning. And Lord, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor and we'll give you the praise. Oh, come on and give it to him right now. Lord, we're giving you the honor. We give you the glory. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now I want you to put those hands together and trust God like he's already done it. Put those hands together and trust God like he's already done it. Come on now. Praise him like he's already done it. Praise him like he's already done it. Praise him like you've already received it. Come on and give God a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and give him the praise. Hallelujah. 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 This is an it's already done praise. This is an it's already done praise. This is an it's already done praise. This is not I want it to be done. I'm praising him like it's already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord just said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You said whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Lord, we're praising you like it's already done. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody pointed a neighbor near you and say, I didn't deserve it. But it's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. I'm trusting God by faith. It's not because I'm better looking. It's not because of where I was born. It's not because of how educated I am or I am not. But it's a faith thing. I'm trusting God with this thing and I'm believing by faith that it's already, it's already done. Hallelujah. Come on, put a praise on that right there. Come on, put those hands together. I'm believing by faith that it is already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited about each of you who are here on this morning. We're excited about what God has to share with you. We are continuing from our message on last week. We talked about being unwatered. And on this week, we're going to talk, continue in that message. If you'll go with us back to our scripture, we're going to Genesis 8 and 22. We'll look at 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. 
We'll also look at Psalm 126, 5 and 6, and then Job 14, 7 through 9. Again, that is Genesis 8 and 22, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7, Psalm 126, 5 and 6, and finally Job 14, 7 through 9. And the word of the Lord says in Genesis 8 and 22, it says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. First Corinthians 3 and 6 says, and this is Paul talking, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Let's go back to Psalm 126 and 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. And finally, Job 14, 7 through 9. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the center water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. Heavenly Father, Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits in these few destiny moments that we may be receptive to what you have to say to us. Allow your word to push us towards your promises. Allow your word to put us along the path of destiny that you've designed for each and every one of us. And most of all, Lord, do not allow us to leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The question I want you to consider on this morning is from our text is what do I need to grow? What do I need to grow? What are the essentials, the necessities for me to grow? In considering that, we were talking about a seed on last week, and we're going to continue in our discussion there. What does a seed need? Well, the first thing that a seed needs, it needs to be planted. A seed needs to be planted. Our text here talks about Paul, and Paul, well, Paul is the speaker here, and he's saying, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. I did what I was supposed to do. Apollos did what he was supposed to do. But despite us doing those things, we can't take any credit because only God provides the increase. Point at somebody and tell them God provides the increase. Thank God for that, that he provides the increase because y'all people, y'all funny. Uh-huh. Y'all funny. Y'all act funny towards each other. You all have all these mood swings. And one, one day you might be on my side. The next day you, you might be against the person. Uh, I, I, I've never said, I really re realized that in the, in, in the job setting because a lot of times you think people are friends and then you hear about them talking behind their back and then you find out the folks that act like friends sometimes are, are enemies and they don't know it because people are funny. 
So I'm grateful to God that when it comes to providing increase, that yes, a man may be involved in the planting and may be involved in the watering, but I thank God that he is the one who's responsible for the increase. So that means no matter how dry my situation might be, if I'm planted, I can still come forth because it's God who provides the increase. Oh, point at your neighbor and say, no matter how dry it looks, God provides the increase. Oh, come on now. Some of you may, it may be in a dry situation, but that's all right because you might be a cactus. Oh, come on now. Come on now. You, you, you might not need a lot of water. You might not be a weeping willow. You might be a cactus. That means I, I just need a little bit of water. Uh, and I can grow out of dry. I wish somebody were here with me. I, I can grow out of dry situations because God allowed me and implanted me in a place where I'm going to grow even in harsh circumstances because God provides the increase. I want you to think about whatever it is, whatever your dry situation is right now. And I just want you to speak to that situation right now in the spirit and say, God provides the increase. Oh, oh, that's a message by itself. I, I, I don't see it happening. And other people are expecting me to fail because of my environment. But no matter how dry it looks, I praise God that God, he's the one who provides the increase. Paul said, I did my part. I, I, I planted and planting is essential. But I also want you to know that planting is intentional. When you are planted and where you are planted is intentional by God. There is planning involved in where you are planted. Let me say that again. There is planning involved in where you are planted. I am not here by accident. I am not subject to this environment by accident, but it is the divine will of God that I was planted where I was. He put me here for a purpose. He put me here by design. He even chose the environment where I was planted. And since there was planning in my planting, there is inevitability in my increase. (laughs) I want you to get that. Because there was planning in my planting, That means there's inevitability in my increase. That means God put me here because he knew I'd grow here. He put me in a place where he knew I would grow. He put me in a place understanding what the circumstances would be when I was planted and where the circumstances would be after I was planted. God planned my planting. And because he planned my planning, it's not an accident. I, and when he plans, sometimes it feels like you're in a place that's dark and you are abandoned. But it's dark and abandoned because God, it, it feels like you're abandoned because God planted you there. But even after you're planted, the, the farmer is attending to the seed even when you can't, the seed can't see the farmer. <laughs> After the seed is planted, the the seed was in the care of the farmer, but after the farmer plants the seed, the seed can't see the farmer, but the farmer is still attending to the seed. Uh, Come on here. The the farmer is still fertilizing the ground. The, The farmer is still watering the seed. Even when the seed can't see the farmer, the farmer is still attending to the seed. So even when I can't see God, 
when, when, when my environment seems to have blinded me from God, when it seems like I, 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 he's far away from me, he's, he's still attending to me when I don't see him. He's still fertilizing and watering me even when I look at my circumstances and they don't seem to match up with what he told me. Now, God told me I'm going to have this, and God told me I'd be there, and God told me this, but I don't see God in this situation. But even when the seed can't see the farmer, the farmer is still attending to the seed. I came to tell you that God is still attending to you. God, God is still working on you. And, and sometimes you say it to others, but sometimes you need to say it, look in the mirror and say it to yourself. Please be patient with me. I need to be patient with myself because God is not through with me. I, I, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing, but even when I can't see him, he's still feeding me. When I can't see him, he's still fertilizing my environment. When I can't see him, he's still watering me. God is attending to me even when I can't see him. So that, 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 that is the conundrum of what the seed has to go through, and it's the conundrum of what we face is because God tells us one thing, but what we see may not match up with what he said. That's why he said faith comes not by seeing, but faith comes by hearing. That means I need to hold on to what God said even when I don't see it. Uh, let me give you that again. I, I need to hold on, and I, I needed to be. I needed to have keep the remembrance in my ears of what he said, even when what I am seeing does not match up with what God said. I, I, I don't see it. It's not. It's not matching up. You're you're telling me one thing, but what I'm seeing doesn't seem to match up with what with what you what you told me. And and, and I have to trust God with what I've heard when I don't see it in my environment. Uh, God said, I, I, "I'm blessed and highly favored." But God, have you looked at my checking account? <laughs> my God shall supply all my need. But but God, have you looked at my cover? Come on in here now. Yeah, I wish above all things that I may as prosper and be in hell, even as my thy soul prosper. But Lord, I'm laying in the bed in the hospital right now. I, what, what I'm seeing doesn't seem to match up with what he said, but when it doesn't match up, I want you to remember that seed that's buried in the ground, and right on top of that ground, there's the farmer who's watering. He's fertilizing the ground so the seed can grow. He's working on me even when I don't, I don't see it. So why, why then would God put me in situations where I can't see him working because he is working on my faith? <laughs> I, he, he, he's working on my faith because without faith, it is impossible to please him. I can't please God if I don't have faith. So when I'm in that dark situation and God's working in the background, he's operating behind the curtain, but I don't see it. God's working on my faith. He's saying, do you trust me? Ah, it's easy to trust me when you see it coming. It's easy to trust me when you can see behind the veil. It's easy to trust me when you're not buried, but can you trust me when you don't see me? Uh, can, 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 do you have faith that I'm still there even when you don't feel or see me moving in your situation? Do you trust me when I don't remove the barrier? 
Do you trust me when the mountain is still right there? Do you trust me when the scan didn't change? Do you trust me when you're still in the hospital? Do you trust me when your bank account doesn't look like it can cover what you need? Can you trust me in dark places? God is saying so he allows us to get in dark places to see if we will trust him. I believe he was testing David's faith. When he came to the burning embers of Ziklag and, and everything was burning around him and even, even the, the women and children had been taken away and the, the goods and the spoils had been taken by the Amalekites and even the men that were with him, his soldiers, were speaking of killing him. I think God intentionally put David in a dark situation to see, David, do you really trust me? Oh, Abraham, the father of, of faith, the, he, he told him to take his only son. Now, he promised him he's going to be the father of many nations, but he tells him to take his son Isaac up, up, up the mountain to offer him as a sacrifice. And how am I going to be the father of many nations if you're telling me to kill my, my son that you promised? And even as he ventured up the mountain with no sacrifice other than his son, while he was walking up the mountain, Abraham was walking in the dark. But God intentionally put him in a dark place just to see if he would trust him. And maybe my dark place was, is not the invention of my enemies. Maybe my current dark place is not a result of my haters digging ditches for me. Uh, maybe the dark place that I'm in right now was God's allowing me to be here so he can see if he can trust me. Can you trust me? Can you trust me if you could only trust me? So if I'm trusting God where I am, then I know that I'm still growing. And sometimes for my seed to grow, it needs me to water my own seed with my faith. Sometimes I have to water myself with my own faith. Maybe I haven't grown to the place where I need to be, not because I'm waiting on external water to flow into my system, but maybe the thing that the seed, my seed needs most is the refreshing waters of my own faith. Maybe I'm stunted in my growth because I haven't allowed my faith to water my seed. Let me say that again. Maybe I'm stunted in my own growth because I haven't allowed my faith to water my seeds. Without faith, somebody say it with, with me, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if I'm going to be, please God, if I'm going to grow from where I am, I need to have faith to help water my seed. Yeah, planting is intentional. I told you planting is intentional, but watering is also necessary. For your seed to grow, sometimes you need the refreshing waters of your own faith. And the next thing I want to tell you is your increase is imminent. I'm going to grow from this. I'm coming out of this ground because God planted me here on purpose. He expected growth. He expected me to multiply. He expected me to come forth out of my situation. How do I know that? Because you remember, remember the parable of the talents. He gave the man one, one, he gave the man two talents, he gave the man five talents, he gave one one talent. And 
and, and from the one who had five and, and, and doubled it, he, he, he said, thou are a good servant. To the one who had two and doubled it, he said, you are a good servant. But the one who had one and he buried it, said, you wicked and evil servant. He said, at the very least, you could have taken that and put it in the bank and allowed it to gather interest. What he's saying is, I'm expecting you to grow what I gave you. I expect, that's God's expectation, what I gave you will grow if you treat it right. If you do what I said, what I gave you will grow. So if what he gave me will grow, the problem some of us have is that we don't know how to appreciate small things. We don't appreciate the small thing because we're, uh, we're not prepared or maybe we're too lazy to grow what he gave us. And maybe if we look at what God gave us as less like a blessing and more like a seed, we'd understand that it's our responsibility to grow what he gave us. Point at somebody and say, God expects you to grow what he gave you. He expects you to grow what he gave you. He's put it, that blessing is like a seed. It it is intended to grow if you work with it, if you do what God told you to do with it, what he gave you will grow. Sometimes that's what God gives us. He gives us the very rudimentary elements of that which we need because when he gives us those rudimentary elements, they're like seeds, and he anticipates that we're going to grow what he gave us. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so sometimes God doesn't give you the tree, but he gives you the seed. He expects you to plant the seed. He expects you to till the soil. He expects you to water the seed so you can grow what he gave you. Uh, sometimes you, you say you want, you want greens. He, he might not have somebody deliver them on your door, but he might show you a field where the greens are growing. Come on in here now. And you're going to have to go out there and pick the greens. And you're going to have to please wash the greens. You're going to need to wash the greens. And you're going to need to properly season the greens. And you're going to have to cook the greens. He didn't lay them on your doorstep, but he gave you a seed. And he expects you to grow. I wish I were here with me. He expects you to grow what he gave you. So the next time you receive something from God, it it, it may not be as big as you think, but what he gave you might be a seed, and he expects you to grow what he gave you. See, God operates in small things. Uh, You remember, because he operates in small things even in answer to your faith. But see, when you have big faith, all you need is a small sign to know that it's exactly what God intended to send you. I'll talk to me, Elijah. Elijah was, was expecting rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, and he kept sending his servant up the cliff to look out over the sea. And finally, the boy came back, and he said, I don't see a thunderstorm. I don't see lightning or hear thunder, but, but I see a small cloud, the side, uh, side of a man's hand. And Elijah had enough faith to know that's it. That's what I've been praying for. I don't need something big to verify the faith I have in what God is sending me. Uh, I don't need 
need I don't need a, a big demonstration of what I, because I know God is going to ascend it. I, I, I might need I, I'm expecting a big check, but what God might do is send me a, a new job. This might not be popular. I'm just I'm just telling you what the words say. He, he might send you a new job, and he knows that job is going to grow your, your financial ability, and you're going to be able to do greater things, but you have to treat what he sent you as a seed. This is a seed, and when you really have faith, he gives you the new job, and when the real faith folks start shouting, because they know that's a sign of what God told me. Sign of what he told me. Sometimes you you looking for a new house, and, and and instead of God dropping a house in your lap, God sends you a bill that you need to pay off so your credit will go up. Come on in here now. And, he get, and the bill is a, is a small seed that I know if I pay this, then God has sent me evidence of what he's about to do in my life. And when my credit goes up, I can afford more. Y'all not going to help me. Of what I'm trying to do in my life, that bill was just evidence of what God's about to do in my life. Sometimes you need a new car, but... But but then sometimes God will just cause you to drive by the driver's license place to remind you that you need to renew your license. <laughs> Come on in here now. You need to pay off some of those tickets. Because if I'm going to have a new car, I need to have a current license. Come on in here now. I need to have a current license. But, but, but what that, that diversionary path that he sent you on is just evidence that he's about to do in your life exactly what he said. Somebody say, point to somebody and say, it's evidence. It's, it's evidence. It's evidence. It, it might be small, but it's evidence. It, it might not seem like much, but it's evidence because God likes to work with small things. In fact, Jesus said, I, I don't need you to have, I, I don't need you to have boulder sized faith. He said, if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, uh, you can speak to yonder's mountain, be thou removed and, and cast into the sea, and thou shalt have that what you ask. He said, I can work with small things. I can work with me. God said, give me a little bit, and I'll, I'll work with it. Uh, just give me a tiny bit and, and I'll work with it. God said all I needed was a little bit of dust. And, and I, I was able to create man. And when, when I needed to give him a companion, all I needed was one little rib. And, and I, y'all not going to talk to me. And I was able to create the woman. All I need is a little bit. You give me a little bit of faith and you can move mountains. You give me a little bit of dust and I can create man. You give me a little bit of your faith and I can turn your situation around. All I need, all I need, all I need is a little bit. And God said, I know how to work with a little bit. Point at your name and say, God can work with a little bit. So when, 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 when we know increase is imminent. Now, the reason increase is imminent, the best way to find, make sure that increase is imminent is just tell Jesus about it. Uh, <laughs> point at your neighbor and say, tell Jesus about it. I, 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 I'm going to come out of this situation because I told Jesus about it. <laughs> 
I, 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 I'm trusting that I'm not going to stay where I am because I told Jesus about it. I, I won't always be where I am right now because I, I told Jesus about it. My burden might seem heavy where I am right now, but I'm not worried about it because I told Jesus about it. I'm coming out of this. I can't be stuck here. I'm growing through this. I'm coming forth. I'm coming out because I told Jesus about it. And even though he didn't know it, Lazarus didn't hear about it, but, but his sisters told Jesus about his situation. And Lazarus wasn't starting to come forth when Jesus called his name. Lazarus was coming forth as soon as Jesus heard about it. <laughs> I wish y'all would talk to me here. The, the reason I know is because when Jesus got inside the place, I believe Lazarus was already sleeping. And the only thing Jesus needed to do was call his name Lazarus. I think he had to say it loud to wake up a sleeping man because he was coming forth as soon as Jesus heard about it. And I came to tell somebody, you are coming out of your situation because Jesus heard about it. He heard about it. Oh, somebody pat yourself on the chest and say, he heard about me. Uh, he heard about me because if you won't tell it, I, I'll tell it myself. Uh, uh, Lord, I, I stand in the need of your help. And as soon as he hears my voice, I just believe that my, my breakthrough is coming. My, my deliverance is coming. I can't be stuck right here. David said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my God has heard about me. I, I can't stay here. I can't stand here. I can't be stuck here because my God has heard about me and I'm coming out of this thing. Somebody say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I, I'm coming out of this thing because God hears the voice of his children. I said, God hears the voice of his children. And Jesus said, if a wicked man, if somebody asked him for a bread, he wouldn't give him a stone. He said, if a wicked man asked for fish, he said he wouldn't give him a serpent. But he said, if a wicked man won't do that, how much more will your God, when you ask of him, will he give his children what they need. I, I don't know what you're standing in the need of, but I came to tell somebody you need to ask. Open your mouth and tell your daddy what you need. You need to stand flat foot and say, I'm not going under because I'm going to tell God what I need. And my God, he'll hear my cry and it won't let me perish, but he's going to deliver me. He's bringing me out of this thing. I won't be stuck here because my God, he heard about me. He heard about me. Hallelujah. 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 He heard about me. But I, 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 I came to tell you something that, but, but, but the thing about it is the problem sometimes with the seed, and let me finish here. The seed needs water. The, food, the seed needs the right temperature, and the seed needs light. Get that in your spirit. Water, temperature, and light. But you got to get the right kind of water. <laughs> the, the, the type of water you get 
matters. It matters what type of water you get because it takes me back to Jesus at the well. And there's a woman at the well. And Jesus said, give me some water to drink. And the woman begins to question, how, how, how are you going to draw water when you don't even have a bucket? How, how are you going to get water? And he said, if you knew who you were talking to. Uh, but you got you to gotta understand who you're talking to. Because some of y'all talk to everybody else about your problems instead of talking to Jesus. And the songwriter said, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus about my problems. I must tell Jesus about my sorrows. If I tell Jesus, then then Jesus is going to make sure I get the right kind of water. He he said, woman, if you asked, knew who you were talking to, he said, I would have given you water. And the water I give you, you'll never thirst. You'll never thirst again if you, if you get some of my water. He, he said, yeah, yeah, he said, my water will well up into you as a river flowing into everlasting life. He said, if you get the right type of water, baby, your seed can grow in dry situations because I have the right kind of water. Some of us, we, we're trying to grow with, with the wrong water, but if you have the right kind of water, somebody say, I got the right kind of water. I got the right kind of water. I got the water that can feed me in dry situations. I got the right kind of water that lets me grow in desert situations. I got the kind of water, that miracle water that, that brings me out of circumstances that don't seem like I should come out of. In fact, that's what the scripture was saying here. In fact, we go back to a scripture in Job 14. He said, he said there's hope in a tree. Point at somebody and say, do you have hope? He said, there's hope in a tree that it will sprout again. And it said, though its roots grow old. Let me speak to my older folks in here. Though the roots grow old and the stump dies in the soil. It says, yet at the center water. Somebody say the center water. It means the water hasn't gotten there yet. But the roots can smell the water. When the roots begin to sniff the water, when it hears that the water is coming, it says the tree begins to grow again because it has the right type of water. Somebody say the right type of water. When you have the right type of water, the water that my Savior gives, then I can grow in bad situations. I can grow when people have put me off for days. I can grow when people say they'll never come back. I can grow when I'm stepping out of prison. I can walk out of the deathbed because God has given me the right type of water. Lord, send your water. Send your water. Send your rain in my life. And even though I'm dead, I can come back again. Even when it looks like it's over. Send your water. Because it's not over until God says it's over. Point at your neighbor and say it ain't over. It looks like the doctor came in. 
and he can't feel a heartbeat but I'm not worried about his stethoscope because when God sends his water I can come out of this thing I'm not stuck here I won't be here long in fact take a picture of where I am because the next time you come I won't be here because I'm coming and, and the songwriter said, since I'm coming out, I might as well have my hands up. I'm praising God because I thought I was dead. I thought it was over. But I praise God that I serve a Savior who says it ain't over. Hallelujah. It ain't over. Until God says it's over. Come on, put those hands together and give God some Hallelujah. 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 Everyone standing on your feet. Standing on your feet. Hallelujah. What we need, what we need. That seed to grow. We need to be planted. And God has intentionally planted us. God intentionally planted us. He put us where we are for a purpose. Oh, that'll help somebody. I want you to say this. Say, I am intentional. And now I'm going to give you an assignment. You're going to get a chance on this week to be a blessing to somebody, to, to testify. Because I want you to let somebody on this week know. I want you to tell somebody, tell them you are intentional. I want you to testify that to somebody. Let them know you are intentional. I, I'm trusting God. I believe God is going to present you a situation to do it on this week. I want you to remind somebody you are intentional. You're here for a purpose. You're here by God's design. And where God planted you, he put you there for a reason. You're not an accident. And your circumstances are not unknown to God. God knew you'd be right where you are right now. I wish I had some help. God knew you'd be right where you are right now. God knows where I am. So he knows where to send the blessing. He knows how to send what I need. The problem is some of us, we've lost our faith, we've lost our hope. And I want you to get it this way. I want you to understand that God can provide. God will provide. God desires to provide. I want you to think of God as your warehouse, but your hope is your delivery system. Your delivery system is hope. Hope is your UPS. Hope is your postal system. Hope is your FedEx. That means God, as the warehouse, he, he wants to provide. He's authorized that you will get it. But some of us, we don't have it because the delivery system of hope, we've lost hope. So therefore, we don't receive what God already has made available to you. It's available. God has authorized it. But we've lost hope. So it's not delivered. Hope 
will deliver to you that which God has already authorized, that which God has already promised. What the devil can't do, he can't eliminate what God promised, but he attacks your hope. He's attacking your delivery truck while it's in transit so it doesn't arrive at your address because you've lost your hope. If I understand that hope is the delivery system for me to receive what I need from God, that means I need to hold on to hope even when I don't see it. It hasn't arrived yet, but I'm holding on to hope because hope is going to deliver what God has already promised. I'm holding on to hope. And you know what? The Bible is your receipt. My receipt said I ordered it. My receipt said God shall supply all my, all my need. My, my receipt said that it's coming in my direction. My receipt right here says I'm going to receive that which I ask from God. I'm holding on to my receipt. And if I look at my receipt, that restores my hope. To remind myself, oh, oh yes, I ordered it. Oh, oh, yes, I believe it's coming. I'm looking in my receipt to remind myself of what God is going to do. So I'm holding on to hope. Even when I don't see it. Because if I hold out, somebody say, if I hold out. If I hold out, I may not come when you want him, but it's, he's always on time. God is going to deliver to you exactly what he said. If I hold out to hope. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word on this morning, Lord. Your, your word to remind us that what we need to grow, Lord, is, Lord, we need to be planted, which you have done intentionally for each and every one of us. Lord, we know one waters, but Lord, you are always responsible for the increase. And Lord, all we need is a seed, Lord. We, we just need your water. Lord, send your water. Send your, your rain in our direction. Lord, so that we can even grow in difficult situations and difficult circumstances. Lord, we need to control the temperature, our, our environment. Don't allow anybody to re remove our hope. Because we know hope is the delivery system of what you've already promised. We hold out in hope. We shall have that which we ask of you. And Lord, we claim all these blessings in thy son Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And God bless you. For those of you who've been watching us online, we pray that you live and hold on to hope until we shall see you again. Come I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.